Welcome to BFNC Living, sponsored by Buffalo Federation of Neighborhood Centers. BFNC Living is a weekly podcast to help you navigate life issues and to help enhance our overall quality of life. We know life has many ups and downs, but a helping hand and a listening ear can help. Each week, we will share stories about a variety of topics, feature special guests, share information and valuable resources available in our community. Please follow BFNC Living at www.bfnc.org, Facebook and LinkedIn. Welcome to BFNC Living. I'm Daisy Ball, your host for today, and I'm happy to have Carlette Bradley and Trinetta Alston in studio today. And today's topic is all about having an attitude of gratitude. Attitude. (laughs) The definition of attitude is a subtle way of thinking or feeling about someone or something, typically one that is reflected in a person's behavior. I really started thinking about that as we come up into the holidays, because, you know, a lot of times when we get into the holidays, you know, a lot of folks are very festive and getting ready and geared up. But then we also have another set of folks that are just not feeling it. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then trying to really navigate this holiday piece when everyone's happy and and they may not be feeling as happy. And so um, at the BFNC Life Center, where I work with a lot of our seniors, you know, we pose the question that, you know, Having the right attitude or mindset, um, uh, uh, taking on an attitude of gratitude uh, promotes the gift of longevity. Mm -hmm. And so our goal is always to make sure that, you know, we take that gift very seriously. Mm -hmm. And how do we empower one another in that gift? And so as I started looking up the context of attitude of gratitude, uh, I found this. It says that an attitude of gratitude means making a conscious habit of expressing appreciation on a regular basis for big and small things alike. Mm-hmm. So when I started thinking about that and 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 thinking about positive people that I have around me, uh, my two guests in studio today were at the top of that list. And so I'm happy and thrilled that Carlette uh, Bradley is here. Um, Carlette is just a phenomenal uh, educator, uh, minister, uh, a practitioner of all things positive and so uh, she has a uh, she has published a book this uh, past year called the masterpiece mindset and she is the CEO of the masterpiece project which is a huge huge um, uh, organization that uh, promotes positivity uh, development of yourself and also of others and so Carlette we're very happy to have you in studio today and then Trinetta Austin uh, uh, LPN just community service event. She uh, works for the Community Health Center of Buffalo and has done some really phenomenal work in our community. And and Trinetta has a very awesome story. And so I've invited both ladies in today to talk on this topic about what having an attitude of gratitude means to them. And so I'm going to open this question to you, ladies. What does having an attitude of gratitude means to you? And any one of you can start. Yeah. So for me, it simply means having the right perspective, right? A, a right, the, the perspective that's going to allow me to grow and allow me to have peace. So it doesn't matter how big or small the scenario, situation or event is. I strive to have the right perspective about it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Now for me, I've always had the attitude part, but it was the wrong type of attitude, right? So I found that when I when I'm thankful or have gratitude for the small things, 
it puts my mind in a better perspective for work or home, um, even out in the community, right? Um, to look at how a negative situation will come my way, but it's up to me to figure out a positive way to navigate through it. And it has helped me to grow tremendously, mm-hmm. tremendously. Mm-hmm. It's helped my, my mindset, the way I thought about myself. So, yeah. Attitude, love mm. <laughs> loving me now. I'm loving me. All right, now I love that she said I'm loving me. Okay. <laughs> we can stop right there. That's right? it, point blank and period. But Trinette, I know that that's a process, right? Um, because we don't always love ourselves, and we so don't. where where did you where did you start? Where, where, how did you get from you know not loving yourself and whatever shape that looked like to where you are now? So let me take it from where I didn't love myself. Oh, Daisy, you're going to make me cry. So um, I, when I, I went into the military right, when I was 17, a junior in high school. Came back, finished my senior year of high school, you know, graduated with a Regents in Math, a Journal in Computers, never failed anything, right? Mm-hmm. Went to the military, I had my children. I had my son, my oldest son. Um, the first day they dropped the scud missile in Saudi. I was in Germany by myself. Three kids, 11 months apart. I felt like I needed to go home. But in that, I felt like I couldn't complete this. So I started feeling like I failed myself. I failed my kids. What kind of mother am I? If I can't make it through, how can I? help them to make it through, right? So I started using drugs. Um, and I tell this story, people, how could you tell that? I'm an open book, you know, I, I use drugs. Drugs didn't use me. Mm-hmm. But um, I was on drugs for 14 years. I stopped when I found out I was four months pregnant with my now 17-year-old son. Um, went into a shelter where Cornerstone Manor, where, you know, we, we did prayer, we did church six nights a week, and I started, you know, getting myself closer, and I, I asked God, you know, to just deliver me from this addiction, right? And then when he delivered me, I said, I prayed, you know, that I would be able to give the love back that was shown to me. There are people that I couldn't give it back to because they're no longer here. So once I got clean, I'm like, okay, well, what do I do with my life now? Right, I'm a single mom, three kids, 11 months apart, and then I have this baby, right? Nursing is the only field you can go into where you can genuinely care about somebody, and they don't think you want nothing in return. So my gratitude started when I was able to get clean, stay clean, went to CNA school, graduated from there, went to LPN school, graduated from there, and God placed me at the community health center at Buffalo to where I'm able to go out in the community and touch boatloads of people, not knowing how I made them feel. My kids hear about it before I do. Oh, that's your mother. Oh, hello. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, wow, I did that. So I'm just grateful that God has delivered me. I'm not going to say I'm in recovery. I'm recovered. And this is just my path. He, I feel like he walked with me through my addiction, through my homelessness, through all of that for me to do what I'm doing now. And 
you can't can't put a price tag on that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like I'm I'm one of the lucky ones that get to do for others. Mm-hmm. So that's where mine started, and and this it hasn't ended. And you know, I mean, I I was able to during the during the uh, pandemic, I went to Iron School, where I went before, and I thought I wasn't smart enough, but I graduated. And then to show the sense of humor that God has, right? While going through nursing school, I also went through my certification to become a Medicaid doula. So I finished both of them. Wow. Nice. So now I am also a certified Medicaid doula. I don't deal with people that's not on Medicaid right now because nobody tell our people that are on Medicaid that they will pay for you to have somebody educate you in your pregnancy, be there with you at your birth, mm-hmm. and then be there after it's all over with. I get to do that. I don't get to actually deliver the baby. But it's okay if I knock the doctor out of the way real quick. I might, but I mean, he, and, and, and he's put a whole lot of powerful women. Harlette, mm-hmm. one of them. You know, mm-hmm. I've been working with Harlette and Cecily. With the Girl Sports Foundation, it's coming on my fourth year now, mm-hmm. and just watching them and how they are with, with the kids, and then just being with the kids, you know what I'm saying? And Doctor, I'm sorry, the places that she places me, it's like, how can I not be grateful for all of that? Wow, Trinetta, that is an amazing story, a, a testimony, really, of just where where you are and where, what you're doing now. And you know, I I have to I have to share that. Prior to uh, coming into the studio today, I had no idea that you two ladies knew each other, <laughs> which I shouldn't be surprised, really, because really now the dots are connecting for me. <laughs> but to see, <laughs> and we have a lot of fun. But you know, I just I, I have to honestly say that I'm thrilled to see black women empowering other black women and doing this work, this power positivity that we need in our community and for all women of color, really. But there's something Mm -hmm. special about this that you don't see every day. Right. Mm -hmm. And to be able to just celebrate you in this space is just really a privilege. Now, Carlette, I would be remiss if we didn't talk (laughs) about, talk about a little bit of your story, because one of the reasons that I've invited you today to be a part of the podcast was that, you know, I've always been in awe of the work that you do. You know, uh, uh, you know, full disclosure, uh, we serve together in ministry, mm-hmm. um, but also we have crossed paths uh, professionally and also uh, mentoring and whatnot. And, and I have to honestly say, you know, in watching Carlette's path, her mm-hmm. journey, it has been a very um, tumultuous time mm-hmm. over the past few years yes. yet I have never not seen her smi- not smile right <laughs> and and I would ask the question you know some of the things and again you know Carlette is whether or not you share but right. you some of the things that I know you've gone through mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I would have been as strong in those mm-hmm. times and 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 to see the grace that you have in going through mm-hmm. and just always have had a smile despite it all, I, I, you know, there was no one else that I could say espouses positivity and having an attitude of gratitude other than you. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, Carlette, how do you, (laughs) how do you, you know, cultivate this and, and, and really empower yourself to share with others the way you do? 
Yeah, that's a great question. And thank you for having me. And I'm so excited to be here with Trinetta as well. Mm -hmm. But it is, uh, as Trinetta alluded to, like it's an evolution, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. um, certainly my um, ability to have the right perspective and my desire to have a different mindset started many, many years ago, say about 2009. And interesting enough, my daughter and I were talking about this last night when there was a shift, a pivotal shift in, in our life in 2009 from a car accident. And through since 2009, right, I have, like I said, had a desire to have a different mindset. I got sick and tired of being sick and tired of being negative about being around negative people, mm -hmm. about uh, living a life that was not conducive to what I knew was inside of me. Right. right? Always knowing that I had purpose, but never realizing how to actually tap into it or how to maximize it. Like I got tired. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I went on this journey to change. I went on this journey to develop my faith, develop my prayer life. And so it is those particular moments in time, events in my life. And um, it's been definitely a lot of tragedy, like so many others, right, right. who have suffered through tragedy. But mm -hmm. I also accepted that I have the divine purpose yes. to empower others and to help people reach their full potential. Yes. And so I cannot do that if I'm wallowing in my own stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing. I deal with it, but I don't wallow in it, right? Okay. I address it. I acknowledge it. I pray about it. I journal about it. I do all the things, right, that I might have a healthy emotional being, right, that I might also have an, a healthy mental, right, uh, mindset. But I am intentional about not staying stuck, mm -hmm. right? And so when I... I I guess when I, I am faced with tragedy, right? And you're you're referencing my devotional that I wrote this year, but that was out of the greatest tragedy that I've ever experienced in my life, right? Mm -hmm. Losing my husband to a heart attack suddenly in 2020. And that particular event in my life uh, definitely was a shift, mm -hmm. certainly, and unexpected. And so many other things that I don't have time to name today. However, through my grief process, it was clear to me that I had to help other people mm -hmm. still to have the right perspective because I still have something to thank God about. I still have everything to have gratitude about. Mm -hmm. And it really is about having the right mindset, mm -hmm. okay, which is your belief system. Mm -hmm. And so if I believe that I still have life, if I believe that I still have purpose, even though this thing happened to me, then I have a responsibility Right. To be healthy and to live that thing out. And so it is always my desire, my goal, right, to just be open and honest with Carlette first, be open and honest in my prayer life and to figure out a way now where I can have the right perspective. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is a positive perspective, mm -hmm. which is a growth perspective. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is a gratitude perspective, because at the end of the day, even though it's tragic, it could still be worse. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Now you just said yeah. something powerful right there yeah. because even in tragedy, it could still, still be get worse. worse. Yeah. It could still wow. be worse. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And then having a, 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 the gratitude and the thankfulness in your heart, even through the tragedy. So for example, yes, I lost my husband, but I'm grateful for the 10 years I had. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful that I was trusted to be his wife. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for all the laughs, all the dances, all the trips, all the, and I'm grateful for that mm -hmm. because there's going to be people that will live a whole life and never have it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. 
So I'm grateful mm-hmm. for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even, I mean, and even for this, right? You hear people so much saying, and I used to say it too, with an attitude. Mm-hmm. Walk a mile in my shoes. We don't necessarily have to walk into each walk in each other's shoes to understand that life happens to everybody. everybody. It, does. it does. It really it does. To everybody, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you may not. I may not come across somebody who had a drug issue, who was homeless. Mm-hmm. But I work with the people that tops mm-hmm. that went through that five fourteen tragedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I myself have never been in that situation. But the fact that I listen, mm-hmm. that's enough. Yeah. That's enough. So yes. we got to stop tearing each other down as women, mm-hmm. as women mm-hmm. of color. Mm-hmm. We get torn down enough on the other side, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And just take time to listen and don't, you know, point, look at her. She does. I have a person not too long ago come to my church and she looked at my first lady and that's not the Trinetta I knew. Why are you stuck where I used to be? I'm not stuck there no more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Be be happy. But that's okay. If you can't be happy for me, I'm happy enough for everybody. Because, see, yeah. she can walk around going through some stuff. But she don't look like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to. Mm-hmm. But that's before I knew who my father was. Mm-hmm. 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 So, even this right here, this platform right here, we'll, we get to actually tell our story. We're not seeing who we're telling that story to. Mm-hmm. Right. We're going to walk past a lot of people that's going to hear this that don't know what we look like. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? But they hear it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Always I'm, an opportunity to give always. back. Always. You know, and I, and I agree with you all 100%. I, you know, one of the biggest things that stands out in the conversation we're having today is that you both know who you are. Right. Yes. You both are very uh, grounded in your identity, Mm -hmm. right? And your strengths and the power that you both have Mm -hmm. to, you know, really influence change, Mm -hmm. um, not only in yourselves, but also in the women and men that you encounter in your daily lives. Mm -hmm. And so, Trinetta, I know um, that in the work that you've done, there were some times where you were also doing hospice work, which I know is very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. Not everyone is gifted to do that. Absolutely. So the first person I had to take care of, um, was Dr. Rhonda Ricks. Mm-hmm. She wow. um, is responsible for re- rehabbing the school that's um, over by Martin Luther King Park, the Parkview apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's also responsible and for the Westminster Project where we're housed right she now. Is, mm-hmm. She is. Mm-hmm. Yep. I met Rhonda through Dr. Ansari um, years ago when I worked at a Niagara Falls location. Mm-hmm. And I got to know Rhonda. Rhonda got to know me. And she kind of sort of put me under her protective wing, right? Mm-hmm. And um, when Rhonda got sick, um, she looked at Dr. A, and this is how it, it it started. And she was like, I don't want nobody but Trinetta to come take care of me. Mm-hmm. So Dr. A, hey, Trinetta. That's why I know she wants mm-hmm. something. She gets me with that all the time. Hey, Trinetta. Mm-hmm. And I went to Rhonda's house every day. Mm-hmm. That's where I worked from. 
to have my laptop and this conversation, you know, and it's, so I took care of Rhonda until Rhonda went home. Mm-hmm. And people then were, oh, I don't know how you can go take, go watch somebody die. And it was at that moment. And I did work for hospice before and I quit because mm-hmm. I couldn't take it. Mm-hmm. I would go to one person's house and then when I go back, that person is gone. I couldn't take it. Mm-hmm. But with Rhonda, it was different. You know what I mean? And I got offended. I'm not going to watch her die. I'm going to watch her live her best life until she can't live life no more. Mm-hmm. And then after Rhonda, um, the second person was Lorna Hill, mm-hmm. who is was over yes. in the Jima Theater. Yes. So I went to take care of Lorna, and I took care of Lorna through COVID. Mm. And, you know, we came up against, um, me and Dr. A, she, Dr. A liked to joke all the time. You know, every time we go in the house, we get fired. Mm-hmm. But we go back. And, you know, the stuff that you learn, not only did, like, Lorna run the Ujima Theater, you know, but... The people that you see on TV today mm-hmm. are some of the very people who she taught. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guy on Law and Order, mm-hmm. the the yeah. son that's on the Oval. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She taught them, right? But Lorna also made jewelry, mm-hmm. and and before Lorna passed, she gave me a pair of earrings that she made, mm-hmm. and. I told her I was going to wear them on my graduation day, and I was able to do that for her. You know, and I have a picture of Lorna. I have a picture with me and Rhonda that I have hanging on my wall at work. And I have a picture of me and Lorna, but I didn't want to get the way Lorna looked at the time I took the picture. So it's just a simple picture of me holding her hand. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, I get to where I'm at. I mean, I just get to go and do things that I would never. And you people ask me, oh, now that you. Uh, you know, graduated from Iron School, where are you going to go work? What do you mean where I'm going? I'm going where I'm at. In your mm-hmm. community. I'm going where I'm at yeah. because I can't be stuck inside a building. It's too mechanical in the hospital. You don't, people don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right? And Dr. A, when it's 30 degrees, she kicks me outside. Mm-hmm. And she said, that's where, they, that's where I'm, the people love me and I love the people. Yeah. So I get to do things that I never dreamt I would be able to do. Mm-hmm. And to think that if I go somewhere else, I couldn't do it. There's no way in the world. Coming to BFNC, mm-hmm. talking to the people over there. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like when I'm not there for a couple of days. Oh, they come looking for you. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Daisy, where's Trinetta? They, where's that nurse at? Where's she at? She's coming. She's Daisy, coming. I don't promise. Don't call me on the phone. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Miss listen, will call me on the yeah. phone. But even like in the summertime, I know for one week in July, yeah. I'm going to be at the girls' sports camp. Yeah. You know, they are you just sitting out out there on the mobile? You want to No, I'm not just sitting there. That's what y'all would do. Right. I'm out there playing with the kids. Yeah, I'm out there getting bullied by Carlette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a video of you doing push-ups. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You see this blackmail, right? But it's it's fun, and then you get to talk to, it and they don't understand that the girls that we work with, those girls don't. A lot of them, they don't have that dual uh, mother and father home life. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We don't know when they come to us if they're going to have Roll dinner when they on. go home. Yeah. Don't know what kind of interaction they have. Don't know what their home life is. But for that little bit of time yeah. that they with us, and when I tell you, they get on the mobile unit and they be looking around mm-hmm. and they asking questions. And sometimes I let them help me out. You know, one, they'll come together as a team. Yeah. You know? 
one get a little hurt, I'll be like, okay, we're going to put a little band-aid on. Okay, well, look, wash your hands, and we're going to do this together. And they just, like, thrive and to think that I may give a little girl hope. Yeah. I'm going to be a nurse. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I have a granddaughter who's 15 years old. When I became a nurse, she's like, my grandma's a nurse, and I'm a nurse, too. And I'm a nurse, too. It's hope. That's Come it. On That's now. it. Hope. Yeah. Now, Carla, you know, the Girl Sports Foundation, uh, you know, your sister is amazing. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, another phenom in our com- in yes. our community yes. and yes. nationally recognized in her work for yes. the Girl Sports Foundation, but also as an educator. Yes. And, you know, I, Carlette, uh, I, I, when I met your mom and I didn't know that you yes. were her daughter at the time. Yeah. And then when I found out, I was <laughs> yes. like, I, yes, you see I see. Yes. <laughs> And, you know, you come from just a line of very powerful and, and strong and active women. And, yes. and your mom, like in the senior community, I'm like, I don't know anyone else like her. Right. To be, at, all. <laughs> at, at all. At all. You see her mother dance. Yes. Yeah. That's how, that's how we met. Yeah. You know? And so, and so with that being said, it, it explains a lot in just understanding you and your personality. And, you know, yes. I'm, I'm very, pl- you know, thrilled and blessed to, to know you in that capacity. But outside of that, just mm-hmm. Just the impact that you that you have had, you know, you you've talked early on that you understand what your purpose is and yeah. and and very clearly have defined that in the work that you do through the masterpiece project, yes. um, and also in your ministry and all these other things. But you know, I what is it that you would tell the ten year old Carlette? Mm. You know, yeah, that's great. Where you are now versus mm-hmm. you know. The the 10-year-old who just had all the possibilities open and and didn't know what was going to happen. What would you say to her today? I think there's two things that stand out. One, it's okay to be different. I've always felt like I was different. I've always felt like I didn't belong. Right. I always knew there was something unique about me. But going through, right, that evolution of, you know, adolescence, et cetera, it was hard to pinpoint it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think secondly, I would tell her to trust the process. Mm-hmm. Trust mm-hmm. the process. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because there was uh, so many times where I was just impatient with my own growth process. I was just impatient even through um, having to go through so much as a single parent and, you know, thinking it was going to never get better and think, you know, all of those things, right? Going mm-hmm. through a lot of, uh, you know, I am a survival of depression, you know, experiencing mm-hmm. that for so many years, right? But I was al- also always sort of in my head about being impatient. How long is this going to mm-hmm. take? Why right. is this still happening? Why? For so many years I had that, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so definitely it would be those two things. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And yeah. I, yeah. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. real. Yeah. That's it's real. really real. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, I grew up like, for me, I grew up like, honestly saying, God put me on this earth so people can see what it's like to be hurt. He let me be happy for a little while so I don't lose my mind. Wow. But then he going to bring that hurt right back. And that's that's what I went with for a long wow. time. Wow. And my pastor, Daniel Benny, he told me one day, when, when I, before I got ready to go to school, back to Ireland school, I'm like, I don't know if I should go because I don't think I'm smart enough. And he told me, he said, if you go back and you read the Bible, mm-hmm. he said the story of Moses when God parted the Red Sea. Yeah. He said, picture yourself there with him. And I did. Mm-hmm. 
He said, now, the bottom of the, Imagine of that. the sea, right? <laughs> see, you see what I'm saying, Dave? Imagine that, though, right? Right. The bottom of the sea is mm-hmm. wet. That sand is wet. Mm-hmm. When you walk on wet sand, you sink. Yep, right? yep. Mm-hmm. He said, you walked on the sand already. He said, and you didn't sink. He said, but when the enemy came, God closed that up, but he never closed you up in it. Mm-hmm. He said, now, when you get to the other side, I just want you to sit there and look back at how far you came mm-hmm. and just know he didn't bring you this far to drop you, right? So my little young self mm-hmm. at 10, I would tell her, hold on. Wow. Mm-hmm. Just hold on. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing I would tell her, it's not every setback is meant to bring you down. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a setback is a setup for yeah. you to go further. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just have to be patient. And that's just yeah. And that's, the, well, that's going back to the right yeah. perspective, yeah. right? You don't, right. Having gratitude about right. where you yeah. are. Yeah. The things don't happen in your time. It's, mm-hmm. it's things. It's things that have to happen in order. Yep. And, and it all makes be you better. For that. Yeah. Right. You have right. to be ready for that. Yeah. Because some people get to these places and they're not ready. Yeah. And they fall on me. I walk up broad staircases. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, you are funny. But I love Carla to death. I really do because I I do. I watch her. I watch her sister. I watch all the God has placed so many positive, influential women Mm -hmm. in my life. Same. Mm -hmm. For me to sit here and say what I can't do and I watch what they do. I mean my CEO alone. Mm -hmm. My 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 medical director, Dr. Davis, Mm -hmm. she was just honored with the forty under forty. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But me to sit there and tell you what I can't do and I'm working with all of these women who can, Mm -hmm. there's nothing I can't do. Mm -hmm. Not nothing. Now, that's amazing. I'll tell you what was the transformative piece about watching Carlette um, uh, uh, over the years was when you experienced the fire. The house fire. The Mm. fire. Uh, uh, Years ago, uh, Carlette uh, 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 suffered a major loss overnight in a a house fire where it destroyed everything. everything. And I remember this was a Saturday because all of a sudden on the news, the nightly news or the first morning, I want to say I saw it early Sunday morning. Um, you know, on the news, there's Carlette being interviewed about the loss. Mm-hmm. And what she said was, to God be the glory. Right. And my mouth yeah. fell open. Like when you saw the, the, the picture, you saw that it was a completely burnt out home. And Carlette was on the news in the dark outside. And it was, Laughing. was it winter? Or was it, was it, it cold was outside? Cold. It, it was, was cold, cold outside. Cold. It was April. And she yeah, was, yeah. she was outside and literally they put the camera in her face and all she said was to God be the glory. And I, my mouth fell open. And here's the other part of the rest of my jaw falling off is when I went to Sunday service, Carlette was actually in the pulpit preaching the word okay. that day. Okay. And you would never have yeah, known had you had not watched the news yeah. that she had suffered such a loss. Mm-hmm. And she did not miss a step. Yeah. And, and, and for me, I, I want to say, you know, just as, as a person, just saying, I don't know how 
you did that. I know now. You know now, right? I, yeah, I definitely know now. But <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I could not have said the same, that you mm-hmm. would have saw me the next day in the pulpit. Mm-hmm. And that was just mm-hmm. a testament to who she is. Right. Um, and obviously, everything, she's recovered and, 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 and gotten other stuff. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. But that also just let you know it wasn't about people place her things right. it was about executing what she had to do for her life That's right. and espousing that for others and so that always remained with me mm-hmm. and and it's very it could have and and again how it could have been worse we made and, it out you yeah, did it was, it's a story right it's that's the, all i needed <laughs> we, we made it out right that's, listen that's what insurance is for right, you know right. it's exactly and and you know and 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 years later you know uh, i i had a major flood and lost a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and and i thought of that day mm-hmm. and instead of being stressed out about what was lost mm-hmm. i was just like okay well how are we going to get this cleaned up <laughs> you know and move on to right. the next thing mm-hmm. and so you know just Having people, you know, around you where you right. see these examples because you don't know who's watching. Carlette never right. knew if I was watching, right. but somebody's always watching. somebody's always, always watching. And always. and the other part of it is knowing that you are not alone in whatever the struggles yes. are, mm-hmm. I think, is essential. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 having people that you can go to and just yeah. say this is what's happening yeah, mm-hmm. and help you get perspective. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And so I know you have a lot of people that come to the both of you, mm-hmm. you know, that, that may not be where you are. Mm-hmm. What is it that you say yeah. to help them get on a path of recovery, get on mm-hmm. a path of, of positivity, get on a path of, of, um, uh, becoming whole. Mm-hmm. What, what is it that you say? Yeah. So, I, I share my story, mm-hmm. and you know, um, and in sharing my story, I tell them like, for me, when I when I was using, right, I wasn't gonna talk to my mother because my mom was a single mother. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? My mom had her kids young. My mom quit school, but then my mom, when we got old enough, my mom went back, got her high school diploma, went back, went to college, went back. And my mom always told us, whatever it is you're going to do in life, right, you be the best at it. If you're going to be a bum, you be the best bum. Mm-hmm. But you be the best at it. So, uh, you know, in, in talking to anybody, I first listen, right? I first listen. And then I ask them, well, what can we do? Mm-hmm. Because you have to let people know they are not alone. I'm here. Mm-hmm. I may not understand fully, but I'm here, mm-hmm. Right. And we're going to work this out together. And however many other people we got to pull in, I'm going to try to pull them in because we're going to do this together. Because if it had not been for the community and for family reaching out to me and helping me when I needed it most, where would I be? Yolanda Adams had that. What about the children? Mm -hmm. When we were children, we had people to go to. It's not like it was when we were younger. We had a whole village. We had the neighborhood. Yeah. You do yeah. something wrong, everybody on the street knows. You might get a pop by everybody on the street. And then when your mm-hmm. parents get home, you don't have that now. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a trust thing. Yeah. So I would let them talk, and then I would, we're going to sit down together, and we we going to fix this. We got to come back to we and not I. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Community. Community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and for me, like everything that I do through the Masterpiece Project, through ministry, through just friendships, is to helping people disrupt the wrong mindsets. Mm-hmm. 
right? And so I challenge individuals with very thought-provoking questions about this situation and event. And then I mentor individuals to get okay with being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to be uncomfortable because that's where the growth happens. For sure. Right? That's where you're able to see progress, right? That's where you're able to challenge yourself. And that's where you're able to dig down deep internal, mm-hmm. right? And then, and I always say, you know, if you're waiting for the time where you're going to be motivated, it'll never come. You've got to have inspiration, right? And mm-hmm. that comes from the inside. Mm-hmm. And so if you ins- have inspiration to be the best that you could be, then you can do it. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have to shift your mindset, get rid of those wrong mindsets, right. and then be okay with being uncomfortable. Right. Because it's the most beautiful things happen in dark places. Wow. Say that again, Carla. The most beautiful things happen in dark places. Wow. That in itself is a powerful revelation. It is. It is. And and it's it's okay. Like, trust the process, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things that that always stands out, you know, when I I talk with, with individuals and they're, you know, going through issues is a lot of times we forget to that we don't always see ourselves as others sees us right and I think a lot of times I know at least in my journey I'm always the hardest critic on myself right oh yeah it's almost like you know and and I and I and I realized that you know in my professional life and also in my personal life I'm very hard on myself and I don't understand where that came from still trying to figure that out but let me know but (laughs) but on the flip end I'm I'm getting to know myself Mm -hmm. you know in this new space right Mm -hmm. and and trying to take on the 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 eyes and and mindset of those who care about me Mm -hmm. and 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 see things how they see in me yes and I have to honestly tell you it's been such a healing process Mm -hmm. and so um it's been such a healing process and and but it takes work Mm -hmm. and I I had to realize that I really needed to be willing to go through that work work. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. one of my um counselors at Cornerstone that say that what she had me do, you have to really see yourself. So she used to have me like journal. Mm-hmm. And then I couldn't just journal and close the book. Mm-hmm. I had to stand and look myself in the mirror yeah. and read it to yeah. me. Yeah. Right. And and she told me if you can put your thoughts on paper and then read it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then you hear yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you're looking at yourself, the, the, your eyes are your window to your soul, right? So if you're looking in the mirror at yourself, you're not really looking at yourself. So if you're looking yourself in the eyes and you're telling yourself, and that's where I was able to begin to like mm-hmm. look things over. Well, maybe, but I mean, and it's still hard today, you know, when people, um, you know, you can do that. Mm-hmm. But then I just have to pray on it, and then, and I just have to God if it, if it's His will, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. I will be. Mm-hmm. If it's not, it's not. But I know He has a plan for me, right? Mm-hmm. I know I have a purpose. Mm-hmm. I know I have a destiny, mm-hmm. right? I'm gonna do whatever it is I have to do mm-hmm. to get there because no matter what, God sees you ten times higher than what you see yourself. So wherever I see myself at, I know He sees me higher. So I know I'm gonna get there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. And, and obviously a big theme today in, in, in our discussion has been faith. Yes. Yeah. You know, we are all women of faith. What yes. would you say to someone who hasn't made that discovery yet? 
yeah. um, you know, that really is just trying to figure it out and, and hasn't quite gotten gotten to that place. What would you say to encourage that young woman, right. um, you know, in, in terms of being able to get out of the mindset or where they are? Carlotte, I'll direct yeah. that question to you because yeah. I know um, in the work that you do with organizations and corporate sectors and things of that nature, I'm sure you've mm -hmm. had to encounter this. Yeah. What do you do to to get someone unstuck out of that place? Right. Well, I just, as Janetta said, share my story, right? It wasn't until I began to develop my faith that I was able to identify my purpose, mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I began to really um, develop my prayer life with, you know, the Lord that I was able then to walk away from things that were no longer good for me mm -hmm. to find the strength. It wasn't it wasn't until then. I And here's the thing. I've tried everything else. I promise mm -hmm. you. And it didn't work. <laughs> All of those things <laughs> were temporary, yeah. right? They None of them provided that satisfaction. There's a hunger and thirst that we're born with, mm -hmm. right? And the only thing that's been able to satisfy that is my faith mm -hmm. in the Lord, okay? Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that has been able to do that. So I would just encourage anyone who hasn't gotten there yet to really take an assessment of what you've tried already mm -hmm. okay, and to determine whether or not that thing or those people have worked, right. right? And if it wasn't God, right, then I would say, you know what, you already know what you need to do. It's <coughs> time to make the change. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. And the funny thing is when you try stuff, mm -hmm. you always fall to your knees with that why, 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 and understand when you fall to your knees, you're in that perfect position to pray anyway. Mm -hmm. God always brings you to your knees. Now, whether you listen to it or not, that's on you, mm -hmm. right? But eventually, you'll come around. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm just now getting to where um, it's important to spend time mm -hmm. developing my faith, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just now getting to the point where I feel like I'm actually learning how to pray mm -hmm. because a lot of people don't know how to pray mm -hmm. you know it's not always they do they don't thought. think they do right but this is what i'm saying because i didn't think i did and it's 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 a conversation it really that's is it. a conversation it's a like conversation. we're doing right now yeah and you can't be watching television mm -hmm. you can't be in the kitchen cooking you have to go off in a space by yourself Set aside time every day, just like you set aside, just like you clicking that um, DVR to record your show, mm -hmm. you rushing home to watch the bill, you setting aside time for everything else. Mm -hmm. I am now learning that I need to set aside time for him because if he had not set aside time for me, yeah, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really wouldn't. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I just, mm -hmm. I'm just thankful for all. Yeah. I mean, a mom, four kids, three grandbabies. My youngest is about to leave me and go off to college. In mm -hmm. statistics, state um, for single parent households, mm -hmm. they don't go to college. Mm -hmm. My son just got he is sitting to what six different colleges now. Yeah, wonderful. With scholarships, you know what I'm saying. My girls have their um, things that they're doing in life. They're not running back home. My mm -hmm. son, who, by the way, didn't graduate from high school. And my aunt had to tell me school is not for everybody. Right. He in Arizona own his own home, has a best good job, a wife, two kids. They are all doing great. Mm -hmm. And people look at me like, yeah, you got it all together. Yeah, but you don't know my walk. Mm -hmm. And until you understand my walk, mm -hmm. yeah, 
I go day by day, mm-hmm. piece by piece. And if oh, I look yeah. like I that's got it, it together, <laughs> then that's just her going mm-hmm. through some things and you don't even know. But I love me some her. Mm-hmm. You got to love her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies, I really appreciated having you in studio today. Today's yeah. topic has been about having an attitude of gratitude and also mm-hmm. how faith has really played a part in in. Mm-hmm. in uh, helping you in your journey to being whole and mm-hmm. and keeping this mindset right of, of power positivity and just staying okay even in tumultuous times and yes. so uh, with that being said uh, you both ladies serve in community in a number of capacities and you shared a lot of information so I just want to make sure people know how to get in touch with you mm-hmm. if you're willing to share um, I know Trinetta you're with the Community Health Center of Buffalo yes. how do people get in touch with you so they can call me on Erico 716-986-9199. My personal extension is 5907. Or you can come right down to 34 Benwood where my office is. Please don't ask for Trinetta. No one knows who she is. They all call me Nurse T. It's much easier for everybody. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm around. If you see our mobile unit out there in the community, because we do a lot of community things with that, mm-hmm. I'm on the mobile unit. I'm... A little bit of everywhere. They can come to BFNC. Come see me. <laughs> All right. And Carlette? Yeah. So on uh, social platforms, it is the Masterpiece Project. Also, uh, the website is www.themasterpieceproject.info. And all contact information is there. So that's www.themasterpieceproject.info. That's wonderful. And actually, her website has a lot of great resources and information on there. So I encourage you uh, to take a look and reach out. Um, Today, I am Daisy Ball. You have been listening to uh, our podcast about having an attitude of gratitude and cultivating your faith. And so we thank you for listening. And ladies, thank you for being in studio today. It has been a pleasure. Talking with you. Absolutely. And we'll be uh, back on next week. So thank you so much for listening. Signing off.